0: Oh, good, good. I think it stopped raining finally. Oh, bad. Well, welcome back to the pu. Po- oh, son of a. Every time I try to record something, I will forget it. Oh, oh, wait, there. Oh, okay, well, anyway, I'm just trying to get a little break in here. My God! Screw you, atmospheric river! Wait, you know what? Maybe I just need to make my peace with this. Ah, oh, see? There you go. I'm just going to sing a little tune that I know that it likes. I'm only happy when it rains. Oh my God. I'm out of here. Screw this, Ray. California weather my ass. That is correct. California weather my ass. That should be the name of this episode. California weather my ass. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. That was not even an exaggeration. I'm literally sitting here recording this in the middle of an atmospheric river again. Yes, again. California's supposed to be this amazing weather state, and uh, for the most part, it is. You know, most part you can't complain. But we've had so much rain, and we have this atmospheric river right now. And we've just been my wife and I've been sitting here freaking out because we live by the river. Live by the river little Clash reference. Shout out to the Clash. Uh, We live by the LA River. We live by one of the widest parts of the LA River. And man, that thing is raging right now. We're afraid it's going to overflow. The streets in our neighborhood are overflowing and flooding. And like like a couple streets over, it's just completely flooded. And it's just like backing up here. People are like stuck in their cars, having to be rescued in their cars five blocks away from us. So it's a little freaky, you know? Uh, I know there's worse weather. I grew up in Wyoming. I had the Negative 40 degrees below zero, and the windshield factor, and the five foot snowdrifts, and the walls blowing in from the wind. So, yes, I have been in intense weather situations before, probably more intense than this, but this is pretty intense. Like, there's mudslides, people's houses are getting buried, people are getting washed away, they're being rescued. And you know what? The podcast marches on. See, that's how much I care about you all out there. Podcast marches on. You can't stop me. Come rain or shine the podcast okay, 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 I get it. I get it. All right, calm down, be cool, my babies, be cool. There we go. See, you just gotta talk sweetly to it. You gotta talk nice to it, and the rain goes away. That's the trick. If we all collectively in the collective consciousness just started talking sexy to the rain, <laughs> it would go away. No, that's probably not true, but uh speaking of sexy. This is not going to be a sexy episode. This is going to be a little bit more of a practical episode because, you know, we've been on high alert here last couple days with this atmospheric river. Uh, I've had leaks in the roof over the past three years of this crazy torrential rains we've been getting. Um, I've had leaks in the studio. We've had possible floods, potential stuff like that. So how do you deal with that kind of stuff? And worse, if you are an artist and you have a, a big body of work and an inventory, how do you deal with stuff like that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today, uh, trying to stay you know, up with the times as I always do. You got to talk about what's happening. I don't think we've talked about that too much, maybe alluded to it a little bit, but we're going to talk about protecting your inventory right now. So the basic part of this is just pretty simple. You know, it's it's more simple than you'd think. It just takes a little bit of preparation. I think a lot of us as artists, we just kind of like get into this whole thing of like, well, we're just creative people and we just create and everything else will take care of itself. We've talked about that as far as like promoting yourself and all these things, getting into galleries. But, um, you know, that's not true. And it's not true with this either, unfortunately, because you can't just do the work and just, you know, throw it into a corner and hope that everything's going to be okay and nothing's going to happen. For the most part, most things will be okay. I don't want to scare anybody out there, but you got to take some precautions, especially when you start amassing a body of work that is worth money. You know, it's worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, that's, you know, a big investment. You wouldn't take, you know, your your grandma's, you know, China collection and just throw it into a shed uh, which with holes in the roof, right? This Maybe it's worth like five grand or 10 grand or something. You're not going to just throw it in there or a nice furniture set. You're not going to just leave it out in the backyard. Vulnerable to the elements, you're going to take care of it. We have to take care of our artwork the same way. Now, these are just some basic things that you can do. We're not going to get into like really crazy stuff because look, most of us artists, we don't have a huge budget, you know? Like I'm making it as an artist. I'm living off of my art and everything, but I don't have the extra budget to have a separate storage space with just like, you know, 10,000 square feet and all these shelving built into it and all that. Most of us don't have that. A lot of people are working out of their house, a spare bedroom, or they have like a converted garage. They have a little separate studio space. You're renting a studio space. Some people are using sheds and stuff like that. They're being creative. And that's what we do. We do what we can to survive and to have a working space that is our own. So, you know, what are some easy things that we can do to make sure that these things are protected? Well, I'll talk about from my own personal experience, I've worked in any type of, I mean, any type of space you can imagine I've worked in. Uh, Now I'm lucky enough to have an ADU in the back where we have converted it to a studio and I've got running water in there and it's wonderful and it's protected. It is an older roof. So we get some leaks from time to time. So today, you know, I just took some precautions. I went out there, I put some towels and buckets in there over the floors, parts that could leak, that I've seen leaks in the past. You know, I, you can put towels in front of the door so no rain splatters in. Then obviously you want to get those holes patched up as soon as you can professionally or either by yourself, you know, whenever you can do that. You don't want any pooling water to come in there, right? Because a lot of times we run out of space and some art supplies or artwork are stacked on the floor. Now, that's the second thing. If you can avoid it, you don't want to be stacking your work on the floor, I do have some work stacked on the floor. My big pieces though, I have planks on the floor that I've stacked them on top of. They're like maybe uh, two, three feet apart and they're like two inch tall. Planks that I have my artwork stacked on top of, and that gives it a little bit of a barrier in case some water leaks and in case there's some pooling water. At least that artwork is going to be elevated. I've also constructed some cheap shelving that you can put together, like some metal shelving. You can get this at Home Depot for like 80 bucks. They're really sturdy, they're on wheels. You can get stuff that's not on wheels too, but you can construct these things for your medium pieces. Now, if you're like a sculptor, that works too. It doesn't have to be just paintings, but for me as a painter, I stack a lot of stuff on these metal shelving units that I've created. Um, I also have some storage units up above the ground, like six feet off the floor where I have stuff in boxes and, you know, protected in there. This is the old cheap trick for you to protect your work. I always say, if you don't have storage space, your walls are your storage space or your house is your storage space. Get your stuff up off the ground, get it into an environment that's climate controlled Nothing better than your own house, your own apartment, your own condo, wherever you are, wherever you're living. Get that stuff up on the walls. Show your work. Not only will it be a conversation piece when people come in, you're proud of. You can walk people through. It's like your own little gallery space. But it's also can serve as inspiration for you. You can reflect on stuff. It can, you know, promote new ideas for new pieces. Just looking at your stuff, like where you've been, certain little elements that you're you can be pondering on a phone call. You see a little element, you're like, oh, I can turn this into a series, but. For this episode, it's a way of protecting your work. It's a way of keeping it climate controlled. It's a way of keeping it off the ground. And it's a way of keeping it visible for people to see. That is like the number one tip and trick that I can tell you. Now, I have, you know, I've sold a lot of paintings, but I still have over 400 pieces that are inventory right now. So I don't have enough wall space to have all my work up. But I have some select pieces, some pieces that I love. up on my walls, in the house. I have them hanging in the studio too. So that's a way of getting some stuff that you really like or you want to promote like visible to the public eye, but also protected some places where you live. If it gets like a fluctuation of temperatures or humidity, that can be really bad for your work. So that's another way of protecting it: is getting it into a climate controlled area. Because let's say you're working with oil paint. Oils sometimes take a long time to dry, depending on how thick the paint is that you're dealing with. Like sometimes I've had pieces that have not been fully dry for a year because I've been using such thick paint and uh, I, I love texture, you know, you think it's dry, it's dry to the touch, but I've had some movers move my stuff in the past. I made that mistake and they were like dragging some stuff on the edges on the carpet and it just, it like punctured the top layer of paint and some of the oil had not dried underneath. And some of this stuff was like eight months, nine months, even a year old. And it just drugged the oil across the carpet. So you want to avoid that and you want to let things dry properly. And one way to do that is have it be climate controlled, be have it be humidity controlled and have it not fluctuate too much in temperature. Because I used to store my stuff in garages, like we had a place in the desert and we'd store it in a garage, you know, and I had it protected, I had it elevated, I had it, you know, uh, I had some barriers in between the pieces so that they weren't too weighted. I had plastic over it so it wasn't getting dust and things like that on there. But, you know, it was vulnerable to the temperature. So it would get sometimes like, Super cold at night, it would get down into the 30s, you know, low 30s. I know it's not cold, cold, but then in the daytime, it would get up sometimes into the hundreds. So, what a fluctuation of temperature. And if your paint First of all, just everything expands and contracts with those temperatures. So if you're dealing with oil, even oil that's dried, sometimes it's going to bubble. Sometimes it's going to crack and break because of that expanding and contracting. My house expands and contracts. We have doorways in our house that during certain times of the year, the doors get kind of stuck and they you know it's hard to lock them because of the temperature change. And then in the summertime, everything expands out again and all of a sudden, oh, the door works perfectly. So think about it that way. If your house which is built sturdy, you know, sturdily, <laughs> you have a sturdy, you know, well-built house, that is vulnerable to elements. Your paintings and your materials are going to be vulnerable to the elements too. So have them climate controlled. Have them in a place where it's going to be, you know, where it's, they're going to baby them a little bit. Like treat them like your babies. They are these. These are part of you. These are part of me. I know that. I, I treat them like they're like my kids. You know what I mean? I want them to be safe. I want them to be protected. I want them to be climate controlled. I don't want them to be freezing. I don't want them to be melting in the heat. So that's what's one thing you can do in your house. Get them up off the floor, it from the elements, so they're not you know, getting kicked around or if there's some sort of pooling of water, they're going to get damaged or they're going to get mold or whatever, rot in the in the wood or in the canvas or whatever material you're using and then get them off the floor and climate controlled so they're not vulnerable to the temperatures. So that's one big thing that you can do. Obviously, if you do have to store them in a studio space or a storage space, like I said, get them up off the floor, put them on shelves, put them um on tables if you can, use pallets. It's a that's a very easy, you know, cheap way. You can find old pallets wooden pallets that are like five, six inches off the ground. You can stack them on there. And then you want to be protecting them in between the work. Now I'm talking to painters primarily here, but you can, you know, whatever, just get creative. You can get little cardboard. You can put between them. I use some of the packaging foam that I get and I will put those in between the pieces. They'll dry sometimes and they'll get kind of stuck to each other a little bit and sometimes the paint will come off. So you want to make sure they're being protected in between. If you have 400 plus paintings in your inventory and your storage, you're not always going to be able to have them all just like standing, freestanding by themselves. You're going to have to be leaning them up against each other a bit. So you want to make sure there's not too much weight and you want to make sure that they're climate controlled and you want to make sure that um, they're not sticking to each other and they're not putting too much pressure on each other. I've had stuff ripped before. I've had stuff be punctured before uh, of my own fault and of other people's fault. Uh, so you want to be mindful of all of that stuff and protect those. And then you want to be covering them if you can. You want to be covering them with a, you know whatever you can, plastic. I get these big things of plastic from old canvases that I've used, big canvases, and I'll cover those with that. Or you can use tarps, or you can use blankets. You just want to be protecting them as much as you can. And if you're moving your inventory, if you're selling well, hopefully you're not going to be like holding on to these for too long. So you know, you're going to be able to get them out of the studio so you can get new stuff in there. So it's not just sitting under pressure for too long but not everything can be that way, right? Some of the stuff, like I get stuff that moves within a week. I've had stuff sell the day I put it up online it sold, but I've also had stuff that I haven't sold for 13, 14, 15 years, and then it will eventually sell. Or I have stuff that I want to keep in my private collection. Maybe I want to do a retrospective down the line, or maybe there's a piece that's sentimental for my wife and I that we want to hold on to. You want to make sure that those are being protected and they're not getting too much pressure over time. It's like pressure over time. That's what creates diamonds, right? Well, in this case, it's what can kind of deteriorate your artwork or or basically, you know, trash it. So keep it protected, keep it out of the water. You know, if you have a space that is vulnerable to the walls, like you don't want to be putting something up against a wall that might have a leak where water is running down and gets into there. And over time, you're going to create some mold issues too. Or you're going to maybe create some damage to the frames. Frames can warp, you know, art can warp, materials can warp, all that stuff. So make sure that you've scouted out your spot in your place. Like if it's a shed, if it's a watertight shed that you just bought or something, or it's a new shed and you can put it in there and you've got some climate control and you've got some humidity absorbers in there, uh, it can work. Um, But you also want to make sure that your stuff's drying well enough before you put it in there. What's next? Oh, man. As we're speaking this, I don't know if you can hear this, but the rain is just going crazy right now out there. It's making me nervous. It's making me want to get out there and check my studio again. That's the other thing you can do is you got to be a little bit on top of stuff. You can't just put stuff out there and not look at it for a while. If something's going on, you want to be double checking on it. If something happens, God forbid, you spring a leak or uh, let's say a tree hits your space, your studio space and uh, you know damages the roof and then rain gets in or animals get in whatever. You want to be on top of that. You want to be making sure that you've got stuff moved, you're getting it elevated, you're getting it out of the way. So if something gets in, uh, elements like water, let's just say in this example, then you want to make sure that you're on top of that and getting out there. Uh, if you have a camera system, wonderful. If you don't, just make sure you're monitoring it. Just make sure you're aware of what's going on with your work. I think that sounds very simple and basic, but you'd be surprised how many people just kind of like put it out there and forget about it. So that's one thing you want to do. I know there are some people out there. I went to Harry Moody's studio space and man, he had like a huge hanger. I don't know how many square feet this thing was, but it was huge. And he had wonderful professional shelving made and each place, each painting had its own space and they were individually wrapped. And that's the dream, you know, that's the goal down the road for all of us. Uh, And it's all temperature controlled and everything elevated, individually protected. That's the goal and that's the dream for all of us. But Not all of us can do that at the moment. So do some of these little tips and tricks just to kind of make sure that you're protecting them the best you can. You're protecting them from rain, water, you know, heat, cold, and uh, all all the elements. And also you want to make sure you're getting them out there so people can see them. Like I said, so hang them in your house, get them out of there. Now, you do want to eventually be able to insure these things as well because God forbid. Sometimes there's like, uh, they say an act of God, right? There's things you can't control. There's an earthquake, right? That demolishes your studio space. Or there's a fire. I mean, how many great painters throughout the history of art have actually had their studio space burn up? You know, I know that happened to Chagall, for example. He's one of my favorite artists. And I know he had to recreate a bunch of his paintings because he lost a bunch of them in the fire. And that's horrible. And that's our worst nightmare. So we want to make sure that we're keeping track of this as much as possible. And if something like this happens, it's out of our control or there's a war, you, know, you never know, things can happen, right? You wanna make sure that these things are protected and uh, as well as you can control. And then if you can't, you wanna to try to make sure that they're insured. Now, you can maybe try to get this into your homeowner's insurance policy uh, it's a little difficult, but you might have to open up a separate insurance policy where you have somebody come in and actually appraise your art and see what it's worth. And it can be complicated. And Maybe we'll go into this a little bit further, but I wanted to just touch on it a little bit here. You can find places that will insure your art, but you want to make sure that they're coming in and appraising your work and they're giving you a policy that covers these things because a lot of times it's hard to prove how much your art is worth Uh, if you haven't really sold a lot, for example. So if you are trying to get your stuff appraised, you want to have good records of your sales. You want to have good inventory that has been documented. Oh, I've sold this and this and this. So they have something to work with. So they know kind of an average amount of your sales. And, you know, you've proven that you've sold this stuff that's been collected. It's worth what you're saying it's worth. You want to have all that documented really well. And like I said, maybe we'll go into that in a further episode. But You can get this stuff insured. It's a little difficult, but there are companies that will do this. So I think that kind of highlights most of the stuff I wanted to talk about. (laughs) It's been on my mind the last couple of days because of this crazy atmospheric river. And man, you know, it's definitely, it's troubling. For me, it's like 20 plus Uh, years of work that's just out there vulnerable, you know, and you want to make sure you're protecting it. You also want to make sure that you're not obsessing about it. That's unhealthy too. You want to make sure that you've done the best that you can. And then you got to surrender a little bit because that can also drive you into panic attacks. So you want to make sure that you're on top of your mindset as well, but just do the, the best you can have your stuff on the walls, wherever you can, the stuff that's in storage, make sure it's protected, make sure it's not too weighted, make sure it's elevated, make sure it's climate controlled, make sure it's moisture controlled, all that stuff. And then you're going to be solving probably 90, 95% of the problems, all those acts of God that we're talking about, then you want to get into insurance. So that is a little summary. If I left out something, if you want to know something else, hit me up on social media at PMS artwork. We can talk about it a little more or I can maybe highlight something in another episode, but for all of you in California out there, I hope you are staying dry. This is coming out tomorrow. So we're still going to be in the mix. We're still going to be in the middle to the kind of the last third of the rain. So I hope you're all staying dry. I hope you're all staying safe. Hopefully your artwork is safe out there and um, just do the best we can and support each other as artists. We will see you next time on the next episode. got the remedy. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's working. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. I knew it. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I love you. Tomorrow. You're only a day away. Wait, let's try again. You're only a day away. Pushed by luck well, see you next This has been the Living Artist podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMSArtwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.